Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special, special guest, guest, Erica. Yo. She's thrilled to be here. Always. As you can tell. Always. So, so just going to throw this out there right off the bat. We're trying something different here, our dear listeners. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's that plural? <laughs> <laughs> we are we're recording in a different way, uh, so hopefully this works and it sounds good, uh, or at least passable. So you know how I would try. describe it: good enough, and as the great Blutisto would say, deal with it. There you go. Hey, Erica, you know what I want to start with? What would you like to start with, darling? A positive note, because I'm sure we'll get into all the negative stuff, because isn't that really the most fun thing to discuss? You I know. mean, it, it's always more fun to to shit on things, unless yes. it's something that you're so enthusiastic about that it's like I could talk about this with the same that same like level of enthusiasm for hours, mm -hmm. you know? But, you know, I, I feel as a as a trio... We're much better when we're when we're dumping all over anything. So yeah. But what's your positive that you want to get out of there? Well, as you know, <clears throat> I finally, like I don't know, nine months after its release or whatever, mm -hmm. finished Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes, you had mentioned that the other day. How did you yeah. find it? I quite enjoyed it. I give it a nine out of ten. Really. Yes. Interesting. I quite enjoyed it. Now, so that praised. doesn't mean it's not perfect. Or that doesn't mean it's perfect. Well, it's if it was not. perfect, I would have assumed you'd give it a 10 out of a 10. But I you assume. know what? You know what? I've been thinking about the video game rating system. And I guess this goes for anything, really. Anything you want to rate. Mm -hmm. um, even if you give something a 10, that doesn't really mean it's perfect. That just means you think it's outstanding, like special. You know, that's fair. I think it's it's people forget that ratings. It's it's very, very subjective. Like yeah. what I like and what you like are going to be two complete, not necessarily completely different things, but different things. And some people are such polar opposites that it's like and I think people forget that when they're they're listening to crit or reading criticism or listening to criticism and get all hot if somebody doesn't, you know, validate the thing they've built their entire personality around. Like for me, something like Yakuza Zero is minimum a nine point five and maybe mm -hmm. a ten, but that does not mean it's a flawless game. True, but True. it is spectacular. I think it's one of the five, easily five best games of the whole last generation. So <laughs> maybe like top three. I'd have to really think about it. High but praise, very high praise. The point, the point is a special game. Maybe a 10, but not without its flaws. And that's the way, that's the same way I think about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I really liked the, and now this is coming from someone that never played the original. So, but I know of the characters or I know a little bit about them because they're. You exist as a person and they're very popular right. characters. Exactly. So I know that they exist. Um, you know, if I if I think about like the story, if I stick to just the story itself and the characters within it, I uh, like 
you know, Cloud, up until the point I've seen anyway in the story, is mostly very wooden, but you can see there's a there's a soft heart in there, mm-hmm. but he's been made very wooden by the, you know, whatever, being a soldier or the Mako, and you know, infusion or whatever they call there's it. There's reasoning for it. He's not just yeah. like that, right? Um, Tifa is very uh, kind-hearted, but also like passionate mm-hmm. and gets sad when bad things happen. Uh, it's weird to think of like it in context of like spoilers because I, and I know different stuff has happened, happens in it, but like when you, when you're saying, Oh, she's, she's compassionate and gets angry about things that happen. Like I know exactly what you're talking about in like the bigger context. And it's just kind of, it's just funny because the game's been out since like 97, you know, mm-hmm. oh, it's like, Oh, spoilers. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, and we don't have to worry about that. I mean, um, our faithful listener has played the original Final Fantasy VII. He's played Remake. We could talk about it freely. Okay, there we go. Um, there we go. Well, I know you said there was of the remake, uh, this first chapter, that might even might be spoilery for me. I mean, I am going to eventually play yes. it. It's just a matter of, you know, sitting down and fucking doing it. Um, oh, interesting. Just had a thought. That's related to nothing that we're doing here. Um, ignore that. But um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how they did it. I had recently replayed uh, the original. I got it on the Switch. And it still held my attention. You know, it's great. It's one of the reasons that I started playing video games, you know. so mm-hmm. The original is actually, um, like many things, is on Xbox Game Pass. So you should definitely a, check our, it out. As are other Final Fantasies. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to think about all the characters. Aerith is interesting. She's very goofy. She's very aloof. Um, but she also has, like, her, you know, she has her charms. She tells Cloud at one point, don't fall in love with me. You know, she's <laughs> very full of herself. Uh, but my favorite character... And I can't believe this because he was so ridiculous at the start of the game is Barrett. <laughs> Barrett at the start of the game is essentially a racist caricature. Like yes, yes he is. Very, very much, much so. so. <laughs> and but but as things start to happen, for example, the plate falling and other things with his daughter, um, you actually realize this is like a guy with a really big heart. And he actually truly does care about the planet and about other people. And because he's so bombastic at the beginning, when he tones it down later for serious things happening, it's actually more effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the voice acting is, I would say, I would say the voice acting is very good across the board. Um, they did a good job. You know, I don't know who's playing who or whatever, but they did a good job casting and everything. Um, the uh, the writing's good. I think the translation's good. Uh, that's really all I got on the story. And the problem is we can't talk about the story, Erica, because things are different. Well, and I was thinking about that because I was like, at first, the whole reason I didn't want to play was I had recently you know, played it again, and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I 
dove however many hours into that and we've got the baby now and it's like you know the the spare time is precious mm -hmm. um uh, then i i had read a few things that were like no there are different there's weird shit that is that that i mean you don't know where it goes yet but makes it like enticing for those who have played it you know through what fuck at this point four five six times so i'm like okay that's interesting Maybe I'll jump in and I'll uh, I'll check it out. But nine out of ten from you. That's 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 high praise. And you know I'm very critical. So you well, you know what you like. You know what yeah. you like. And you you um, there's a certain standard, and if you're not gonna hit it, I mean there's too much out there to play, so it's not worth wasting your time. That's generally how I feel about video games, yes. I enjoyed the mixture of the when it comes to the combat i enjoyed the mixture of the um kind of the real-time combat with the atb system so you know like you'd build up this these atb charges by doing damage in regular combat or so just like over your, time like your limit breaks or do they change the name of them or whatever no those are still in there so so the kind of the 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 basic cadence of combat is you have your primary attack, so that would be on like a square, mm -hmm. and every character also has like a special attack on Y, and on some characters they need to charge it up. On some, like on Cloud, it's a stance change. So on Cloud, he goes from regular attacks to Punisher mode, mm -hmm. and in Punisher mode, he de deals much more damage, but he moves extremely slowly. Um, and Punisher mode is also kind of busted, I would say, because when you block in it, you auto-counter melee attacks, mm -hmm. and uh, that shit's busted. <laughs> There's no two <laughs> ways around it, especially especially when you start stacking the right materia that say... Like there's this one materia that reduces the damage you take while blocking and you get more ATB while blocking, you know, so there's some real busted shit with Cloud specifically. <laughs> um, you know, for Aerith, it's like a charged up magic attack that she throws out and then kind of detonates. Um, for Barrett, he does a big attack with his Y, or not Y, but triangle button attack. And then it has to charge up again. So, you know, you kind of do all that to build ATB. Uh, and then you use ATB to do, like, what I think would have been your traditional attack moves in the last game. So, like, you know, you could use ATB on uh, Cloud to do, like, your Braver attack or to do, like, uh, um, Infinity's Edge or End or whatever it's called or something like that. So... Uh, and then as you play in the battles, you do eventually build up to being able to do your limit break or being able to summon in a monster to help you. Um, you know, so yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed the combat. Uh, some fights were oddly difficult and others were insanely easy to a, like where I didn't even like I'm like thinking this fight's going to be fucking hard. And then it's like, oh, this is like a joke. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Um, but once you beat the game, you unlock a hard mode. And I only played one chapter because I kind of want to play other stuff and I don't want to like replay that game on hard right now. And the one chapter I played didn't seem particularly hard, but maybe they get harder. You know, on hard mode, you can't use items. 
so I would definitely think um, there would be certain fights that would definitely be harder just off that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I like the idea of a hard mode. Um, yeah. Varies it up a little bit for you if you do want to go back and replay again. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, <laughs> Speaking of hard modes, uh, I don't know... Uh, oh, no, no, let's finish talking about this, and then we can talk about how uh, terrible I am at Bloodborne. <laughs> I don't I don't really have much else to say. It's the only other thing about the game that kind of sticks out to me and I think it'll stick out to anyone that plays it and it can't I can't say it's a bug or anything because the game's been out a long time and it's been patched, so the game is what it is at this point. Um which is that there you know, the game is very beautiful overall. The character models are very good and very detailed and most of the world is very good the art is so good in the game um but there is some odd texture work where like you'll be walking along and there will just suddenly be like this very blurry texture and hmm. it's not like it's like you know like in some games something's blurry and then it pops in because it loaded the texture yeah. this isn't like that like that texture you could stand there for an hour that texture stays blurry interesting um, and it happens on things that like are the camera zooms in on too. Like early in the game, you are open like the door is being opened to Cloud's apartment by Tifa or something. They're zoomed in on the door, and you're just looking at like this blurry splotch. <laughs> it's just very strange. Like there's certain things that you know, it's almost like, you know, when you're watching like an anime and there's some animes where one episode is done by the fucking S tier team and then oh, yeah. the other episode is done by the C tier team. Right. It's like, and... oh, they're going to be, they're going to be standing around and talking this episode. This episode, they're going to be fighting. We need the good, the good people on the fighting episode. If they're way off model during the talking episode, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what this, I, I mean, I don't know what happened, you know? Right, but... right. Uh, that's almost what it feels like. There it feels like some textures just they decided it wasn't that important. Um, and I did hear the whole game was essentially built in like two and a half years. So wow. that seems pretty crazy. You know, like yeah. essentially uh, the scenario. So like the story had been done and written and, you know, but it, none of the game systems had been made. So they built the whole game from the ground up in about two and a half years. So they ended up doing a great job. And I'll be interested to see going forward, how long do we have to wait for more? And how many will there be? You know, because obviously... That's what I'm very curious about. Because it ends when you get out of Midgar, right? Right. And that's like, that's not far into even the first disc of the game. And they're adding a lot. So, so will it be three games? Will it be four games? Will it be five games? How much are they going to milk this bitch? Well, and I mean, if people keep buying it, you know. Well, and I, look, I got 40 hours out of it on one playthrough, and I didn't rush. I didn't take my time. I just kind of played at my normal pace. I did all the side missions. I did just about everything you would do on one playthrough. And I got 40 hours out of it, so I got a full game that I was happy with. So if that happens five more times, am I going to be upset about that? No. I mean, if it's time well spent, and it, I mean they don't really do anything to piss you off, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you're not wasting my time and it's a good experience, 
sure it's worth now the money. are they now are they milking the shit out of that cow i mean they oh sure my are. god yes yes of but... course they are but i mean but if you look the... at it this way i mean how many other times have they released and granted it's different because they're you know not not as advanced maybe as, as seven was but the first final fantasy it hasn't been re-released as much as say like a skyrim or something but there's many, many, yeah. many versions. Nothing's been out there. re-released like Skyrim. No, they're gonna milk that fucking cow until like the apocalypse. <laughs> and people keep buying it though, so why I not? Mean, I think Skyrim must be on, on at least fifteen different platforms. At the very least. At the very least. Skyrim runs on a fridge. <laughs> you see you joke, if I search that, I will find it. No, it does. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> But um Bloodborne you know, though. You getting oh, your shit kicked? Yeah, I know we probably talked about this, but we haven't on the podcast. I haven't booted it up since uh uh on election night. I needed a distraction. So I was like, okay, what what can I do here? I don't wanna I really don't care. I, I you know, I however the it, it falls, it's still gonna be garbage, so whatever. You know, I voted for who I voted for. Hopefully the yellow uh, orange idiot gets out of office, but whatever. So I was like, let me let me fire up Bloodborne here and you know, let me let me see how far I can get. Alex. Alex, it, it was a shameful display. I have completely forgotten how to play this game. <laughs> did you start from the beginning or did you pick up on a save no, file? No, 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 no. I started all the way at the beginning. I wasn't going to, okay. any save file I have is going to be way deep into the game. And I was just like, let's not, you know, go there and destroy a controller or anything. We can start at the beginning and attempt to reteach ourselves how to play this. But it was bad. It was a shameful experience, a shameful I, display. I feel with the Souls games, um, Soulsborn games, if you want to say, they they have a certain cadence, right? And mm -hmm. when you're in that cadence, you're good. You're dodging oh, yeah. around, you're dipping in, you're getting some hits in, you're getting out of there, you're waiting for the attack animation, you're back in, you're doing some damage, you're out of there again, and you feel great. But when you don't have that cadence... You're just getting your shit kicked. Oh, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> and sometimes I mean, you got to cheese the game because the game won't feel bad about killing you. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I will dive back in at some point. But I, I it, it kept me distracted for the evening. And that was really all I was looking for. But And I'll, I'll tell you this about Final Fantasy VII Remake because I know you have a lot of things going on. The nice thing about that game is at any point, unless you're in a cutscene, you can just pause, save, and come back later. Well, that's you know? nice that they... You can't have to do that with modern games. Like, you can't... That's save point stuff from before. It, it's just... You can't do that anymore. You, it's... Unless it's, like, expressively said, you know? I mean, you go back and you try to play... Uh, was it the first Mass Effect that didn't have the... It had like the sparse auto saving. I remember like trying to go back and play that and remembering and then being like, oh, fuck, man. The first gotta... Mass Effect, I think you could save at any point. But it didn't auto save for you. If memory uh, starts, you had to remember I to do it. it. I think it didn't auto save particularly often. You're right. But you could yeah. save anytime. You could save anytime, but you had to remember to do it. And I remember being like, oh, fuck. Well, that sucks. But. We'll see if uh, what they change with that, because they're finally re-releasing that, no? Yes, I think in uh, March, maybe. 
See, and here's, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this today, actually, which is, you know, that's an EA game, and EA Play is now part of Game Pass Ultimate. And usually things that are EA games become free on EA Play about six months or so after their release. So that remaster will probably be a part of Game Pass Ultimate within next year. Sweet. One less thing we gotta buy. Because I would like to I would like to uh play it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I'm in like a big rush to pay like sixty bucks for it, you know, or something. I mean, not for something that you've already, you know, played the shit out of. And it's like, I'm in no rush. I'll get to it when I get to it. And if it comes on Game Pass, you know, fall of next year, cool. I'll play it then. Yeah, so, yeah, I just looked and it says spring 2021 is all they've committed to. So March, April, something like that, assuming it doesn't get delayed again. Because it was originally supposed to come out this year, and they definitely pushed it back. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Take all the time you need. I have no problem with delays on any game. No problem. And then at the Game Awards, they showed that little trailer of someone walking through the snow. Mm -hmm. And they reach down and pick up a piece of armor and they brush some snow away and it says N7. Like, oh, that that thing we should have done before. The only person who ever wore N7 armor was Shepard. That was it. There was mm-hmm. no one else who ever wore that armor. And the her cloak falls back a little bit and it's Liara. So Yeah, yeah, Bob uh Bob sent it to me. I so I don't know what you sent doing. it to him. I mean, I would have no problem if they come up with some shenanigan reason to bring back Shepard because that means I would get more games with Jennifer Hale doing Commander Shepard. So that's a win win in my mind. It's definitely all you want out of life, isn't it? Andromeda was a pile of shit. Didn't it is touch what it. it is. We didn't even bother, which was weird because I thought that was going to be a day one. But Bob, you had a bad feeling and you just kind of, it was like, nah, let's not. It, you know, I think the reason I was so gung-ho for Mass Effect 3 is because you, you had, this, you knew what the story was. It was a continuation, you know, and you, I didn't, you didn't want to wait for somebody to spoil it for you um with andromeda it was a new story a different set of characters there there wasn't like there was no rush to get the game and then by the time i heard people talking about it and talking about how mediocre it was it was like well maybe i'll play this when i get some free time and you know at at that point in time you know, we were we had started getting much busier just outside of and not having as much free time. So it was like we starting to, that was about the time I was starting to get a lot more selective about what video games I was going to actually dedicate time to. And uh, yeah, it just, it, you know, everything I heard was like, I do not need to play this um, right now. Well, and for me with Andromeda. I was definitely worried about how the single player was going to be before it came out and before I bought it. But what I thought, and I admit I was fully, I was completely wrong, but what I thought at the time was the multiplayer would be good if nothing else, because the multiplayer was very good on Mass Effect 3. 
and they monetized the shit out of it on that game. So I figured if any part of this package was going to be good, it would be the multiplayer because that's how they're going to make money long term is by selling loot boxes. Mm -hmm. And the multiplayer wasn't even that good. So they blew it completely. And remember before that game came out, they were talking about DLC for that game and they canned everything. That's how big of a failure that game was. Yeah. Well, one, I mean, you really just should have... I, I can understand the the impulse to be like, all right, we told Shepard's story. Let's let's move on. But there were other characters that you probably could have gone forward and told a story with instead of being like, wipe the slate completely clean and let's start over with new people. You know? Well, I mean, it's it, there's an attachment, but it's like to the characters you know yeah it's like the the story is good it's a good sci-fi story but you made you made your universe so central on the characters that getting away from them is very difficult um and that's why you know when when after mass effect 3 and we were talking about it you know one of the things i brought up back then was that I could really get into would be a game set fairly far in the future, you know, that was based on Liara. And that could have been a way to introduce new characters right. with someone because, you know, they they established in the games that the Asari live for a thousand years. So you can have a really big time jump and still have a character that you're familiar with i mean even rebuilding after the reapers would have been an interesting story to tell like you've built such a rich universe it's it's there's there's stories there lots of stories that you could tell within that same time frame and just well, to, mm -hmm. and i think bob said this the other night if they do a continuation then they have to commit to an ending for mass effect 3 well, that's what I've been saying since I heard that they were continuing. It's like, you got to pick something then. You know, it can't be this wishy-washy shit. It's and like... if Shepard's alive, don't you have to pick destruction? Yes. Yes, you do. I mean, to me, that was... I know they wanted you to pick symbiosis or whatever the fuck, but Synthesis, to me, yeah. destruction was the only option. It's like, no, these guys are coming. Like, no, 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 no. Destroy destroy everything exterminate Hashtag all must die destroy. exactly <laughs> genocide bitch <laughs> oh, funny enough i could never bring myself to do a genocide run in uh undertale but you know mm. but in mass effect you'd kill those fucking robots fuck those reapers man i could never do the renegade run though no, me How neither. How did you not play Renegade? I tried. You got to do one of each. I did one through the whole series, Paragon, and I mean, I've done I've done more than one of each, to be clear. But I did one. <laughs> you know, I've done the whole series, Paragon, and the whole series, Renegade. Yeah, I, I can't even, do it. I you're not even can't... really evil when you're Renegade. I mean, you're more evil, but <laughs> you're still doing good things mostly. The ends justify the means, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. curious to see um, 
what ends up coming of this trailer from the game awards uh i'm i'm i have to say like i'd like to say i'm cautiously optimistic um i have but i'm not and that (laughs) and that's the problem is the last couple entries from bioware casey hudson leaving again like it does not give me a lot well What's the deal with that guy? Does he not like stay at the same place for a long period of time? Well, I mean, honestly, it's the best thing you can do is to leave your job if you want to make money. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You know, that's just the way it is. But um, no, I, I mean, my guess is when he left Bioware the first time, it was just for like a deal he couldn't say no to. And then they were like, oh, come back, come back, come back, come back. And they probably put a lot of money on the table to bring him back. But then he left again tells me that there's there's more problems there. Like, you don't... You You're don't not coming back. back and leaving again so quickly. Right. Like, th- there's there's problems with the company and the way they do things. And that doesn't surprise me if you look at their most recent offerings it's been you know and and i don't know how much of it is you know ea interference or ea being hands off or what but um it just you know it this that reeks of you know a bad workplace mismanagement yeah from somewhere yeah because the the articles that have been out there have always basically said ea has been quite hands-off with bioware as a whole and let Mm -hmm. them do their own thing and with some companies that might be a good thing but with bioware apparently that's not a good thing well so you know i will say there's there's a difference though between being hands-off with a company um and letting them do their own thing versus you're telling bioware what they need to accomplish and you're giving them you know goals that they that really are unrealistic and then you're not there to help get the ship there and you might possibly be forcing them to use like frostbite engine which is not designed or wasn't designed at the time uh for you know an rpg and a third person shooter or whatever you know so if you're forcing them to use technology that they then have to jerry-rig to work with their game, that's a lot of extra work. So it's, I, you know, I, I, there's, we don't know the full story of the situation. It definitely sounds like there is a significant Bioware uh, management component to it. Um, but, you know, we can't let EA off the hook those motherfuckers <laughs> you, know. you know they're you know even if they're hands off their hand what are they doing in the background what are they asking bioware to do that's driving this well what are the mandates like okay yeah you can make your little game there but then we need you to do a b c and d to keep the the money flow pumping into our pockets right so i i hope i hope Mass Effect for the search for Shepard is good. Uh, 
Is there a Genesis device involved? I hope so. Okay. They rebuilt her once. They could do it again. <laughs> there was Where's a few... the elusive man? He's dead. <laughs> there were a few trailers that I saw. I didn't watch the Game Awards. Could who could possibly care? Um, but uh, what was it like? Road ninety six or something like that looked interesting. Um, I didn't really see that many of them because I'm not really one to get all you know excited about random CGI trailers. No, I feel you. I think that uh, was more the uh, premise and the promise of, not promise, but an interest in what they were attempting to do. Let me see if I can find this here. I know, I know there's a new game coming from the original developers of Left 4 Dead. It's called, like, Back 4 Blood, I think. Yes. That looked interesting. I mean, it's, it's a Left 4 Dead game. I'll, I'll play another Left 4 Dead game. I had a lot of fun with those. It's been uh, a long time. It has been a long time. Like what? Well, like on the internet. Speaking, I can tell you. speaking of a long time, it's been a very long time since we've gotten a new Perfect Dark. Yeah, that's coming out. Uh, right? 2009, Left 4 Dead 2 came out. Yeah. So, 11 years. Yeah, that's insane. 12 years about to be. Crazy. Uh... But yeah, new Perfect Dark. First one was great. Second one was terrible. Whole new studio and group of people gets to take a crack at it. That's not a bad thing, though. Get some fresh eyes on there. Yeah, um, I'm cautiously, I'm actually am cautiously optimistic about this because I feel Microsoft has a problem with their internal studios. And the problem is, is they keep making a bunch of average to maybe slightly above average games mm -hmm. and that's a problem when you're hitting a bunch of like doubles and sony is hitting shitloads of grand slams yes. you know yeah you gotta uh, you gotta up the uh ante there a little bit they gotta they gotta improve the quality and the interesting thing is with game pass you know if you're you know, we could talk about this in a little bit, but if you're CD Projekt Red, you got to put a game out eventually because you need to make money. But mm -hmm. Microsoft does not have that conundrum. And with Game Pass, they're not really that worried about how many individual units they sell anyway. At the end of the day, what they're the most worried about is increasing their subscriber base. And to me, the way you have the biggest impact on your subscriber base is you create the feeling that you have franchises that are can't miss and you need to play these and are the value is undeniable. And that's the same reason I feel they should keep pushing Halo Infinite until they have a really great game. Because I just feel like, especially with Halo, the Halo franchise's value is really at an all-time low. Like just in terms of like mindshare, you know, like mm -hmm. when Halo 1 came out, people were losing their shit, right? This is a fucking incredible game. This is crazy. And Halo 2 kind of kept that going. But I feel like about after Halo 3 and after that, you know, it's still a big name. But Halo, the, the Master dropped. Chief. But it's not what it should be for your flagship character, really. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel with Infinite, I wouldn't put it out until 
they think they're looking at like when they go on metacritic they should see a 90 minimum you know that should be the goal uh you can't have anything where like people are going to play it for a month and then forget about it again you need to have a long-term thing that people are thinking about people it's fresh in their mind people are really into it they want to play it and this is something that's possible i mean overwatch has been going for like four or five years destiny has been going for seemingly two thousand years so you can keep a game going and you can keep interest in it at a high level Mm -hmm. Um, it's possible for sure and when you're Microsoft and you're not worried about making sales on $60 games, you're just worried about your subscribers. You don't need to rush a game out the door. You no, have you money. really don't. You're good. Exactly. And like, I feel the same way about Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark Zero was a piece of shit. You need more franchises outside of your core, right? Like you need more than like Halo, Forza, and Gears. Like you need to build that portfolio out again. And you know i've been saying forever i didn't understand why perfect dark was shelved for so long like i get zero was a disaster but you know people have been begging for more games with female leads right Mm -hmm. and here you go you got the franchise it's a character that people like and it's right there for you just take the time and make a good game yeah so i'll be interested to see what happens i think the it's kind of interesting the whole um near future world that's been devastated by climate change and data dines up to no good. They're doing <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, have some fun with it, you know. I mean, how hard I mean, I know it's it's it, this is oversimplifying it, but you're you're a major game studio. How hard is it for you to make a good game? Very. It turns out it's quite difficult. Apparently. <laughs> So, so oh, we'll see. I think cautious optimism isn't a uh, isn't a bad mode to be in. There were two other things out of the Game Awards that I want to touch on real quick. One, Swedish Chef is coming to Overcooked. <laughs> Into it. Uh it does mean you're going to have to buy that uh, very I'm not that overpriced into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that into it. <laughs> um, remaster, but um, it'll come to Game Pass eventually. The other one uh, that I'm a, a little more interested in, uh, actually, is the new Among Us map, the airship. Mm. That looked neat. It did. Erica, when are we going to see on Among Us? when are we gonna get on among us again (laughs) well you know every time i bring up among us there's quite a bit of pushback (laughs) i don't i don't get it i like the game is so much fun i i don't understand why people don't people like shooting things i don't know like i can understand like to get the best experience with the game, you really need at least six people, ideally more. So it can be hard to assemble that many people on any given night, but still the game, I've had so much fun with that game. Um, And I've really only played it a, a relatively little amount. 
Um, did you see that um, there is a third-party uh, app now to enable proximity chat? I heard about this, yes. Yeah, that's interesting. So you can taunt <laughs> people as you're running up to kill them? Yes, basically. Nice. <laughs> I think that's uh, one of those things that's probably... Um, better for the streamers than it would be just for regular people playing the game yeah i agree i i was watching a stream of it um before this uh we got on the record and and i was like yeah this is just this is streamer streamerville this is i wouldn't want this in in, in your game. game yeah in actually playing Mm-hmm. but um not game awards related but um did you see that it was evidently cd project has uh already recouped all the money it invested well sure they probably had millions of pre-orders yeah it was something like eight million pre-orders yeah that's not surprising I don't well, understand why pre- so, pre-order shit. I just don't I, that. I have a couple things about Cyberpunk that I think are very interesting. Um, one, personally, I understand the reason they released the game. This was kind of like, from what I understand from a retail perspective, the day they released it was essentially the last day they could release it if it was going to come out this year. Um to make as much money as possible with the holiday and everything. Hmm. But, you know, so I get why they released it in the state it's in, which is fucking poor to be, to be actually generous. Um, but I wish it would have been keep, would have kept been, Oh my God, I can't talk. I wish they would have kept delaying it. And for me, it essentially is delayed because I'm not willing to play it in the state it's in. And I want to play it, but... You don't want to play a broken game. I'm not playing a fucking game with shitloads of bad bugs that doesn't look particularly good, that can't run at a stable frame rate. I'm not doing it. So, for me, it's delayed. Other people are more tolerant than I am. And that's even with you being on a Series X. Right. If you're on an Xbox One or a PS4. Fuck no. (laughs) Like just know <laughs> so yeah i was you know in the platform footholders they're at fault too because you shouldn't be allowing stuff onto your platform that's horrendously broken in my opinion mm-hmm. um you know they've both been good about it i've heard they're offering refunds no questions asked microsoft and sony if well, you bought good. it digitally but to me, that tells me they know the game's fucked. And if you know the game's fucked, why are you certifying it for release on your system? You can't you know, see me because... doing it, but the finger thing means the money. No, I, I understand that. But you're going to make money no matter what. And I think, you know, the thing about it is because it's cross-platform, the platforms don't care. If this was a Sony exclusive or a Microsoft exclusive, you know, they would be like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. We don't want this to reflect poorly on us. But because it's bad across the board, 
they're like, yeah, who cares? This just looks bad for CD Projekt Red. Well, especially kind of after good. doing that to your uh, your employees. I think it looks bad for you too, though, when the game is crashing, you know, back to the dashboard. When, you know, my one friend that's been playing it on PC, he's had the game's been blue screening his PC. I mean, that's not good. No. Yeah. He played it on PS5 and it was, it crashed like, he said it crashed like four times in three hours. That's a shitload. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, one crash in three hours would be irritating. Four is like, don't play the game, you yeah. know? Um, so the game's not in a good state. And I think, you know, people have a lot of problems with the so-called gaming journalists because it's really more enthusiast press than actual journalists for the most part. Correct. And when a game has been delayed four times, or three times, whatever it's been, a shitload. And they only offer you PC review copies and they won't let you see the game on console. To me, that's fucking red flags all over the place. Mm -hmm. Giant red flags. And I would not be publishing that review if I had any integrity at all. You know? Well, they don't. All they care about is access. I know that's what they care about is access and clicks. Mm -hmm. But for someone like a you know i don't know who i think like ign gave it a nine giving a game a nine and not seeing all the versions of it is extremely shady mm -hmm. ign will sit there and tell you well we clearly called out that we were reviewing the pc version of the game well and it's ign they don't give anything under an eight yeah unless they don't get paid right I mean, I would. I don't even bother going to. I, I haven't gone to IGN in probably like fifteen years. Like, what's the point? It's you're not going to get any good information from them. And in their defense, I will say, you know, if you don't play ball, what ends up happening is what happened to hardware unboxed, and they get their advanced copies taken from them. Mm -hmm. Um and. And and that's a whole other topic of discussion, but you know, to Alex's point, like there there really isn't any really good games journalism out there. You've maybe Jason Schreier, wherever he's at these days. And I think um, he works for Bloomberg. And people give him people give him a ton of shit because he's unveil unveiling some negative aspects of their precious video game industry well and that's yeah. what i really don't understand it's just like i don't get like and i i don't know we live in 2020 and everything is garbage but it's just like wouldn't you want to know if these people are like i don't want to buy something if i know that the people who made it are being treated horrifically like mm -hmm. that that affects my enjoyment of the thing i don't want to give Go the ahead, truth Alex. is, Erica, the vast majority of people don't care. Oh, no, I, I'm fully they aware don't, of that. They, they don't, don't care. They don't care that their iPhones are made by what's, if not right, if not actually slave labor, borderline slave labor. No, it's slave they labor. And I say that as someone care. who has a fucking iPhone. Like, I know I'm a fucking hypocrite. It's just, you know, it's garbage. But you do speak with your dollars. But everybody just wants to play the, the precious video well, game. 
I'll, I'll say like video games stand out to me in that regard because unfortunately for better or for worse in 2020 you need a smartphone if uh, if you are actually like working and a part of society you need a smartphone you're not going to it's going to be very difficult for you if you don't have one so you're kind of forced into that well which slave labor do i want to spend my money on the android slave labor or which the slave labor and i am i endorsing here right um but games no one has to to spend money on games and so that's one where it's a little more like come on now um it is weird how the defense forces come out and defend their precious whoever microsoft sony rockstar cd project red ea whatever it is but you know that's the world is everyone just like they decide they love something and that's it i love trump i'm in the cult i don't care what he does does he could kill my fucking sister right in front of me i'm in the cult baby i never liked that bitch anyway (laughs) he was justified (laughs) he had a good reason he must have she was looking Um, at him funny you know, it's like when you read about that Nixvium cult or whatever it was called. I mean, that guy was fucking branding women w- willingly. No, I was, willingly. I've listened to podcasts about it. That shit's fucked up. Yeah. And imagine, imagine, Erica, how crazy you have to be to let someone brand you. Well, but that's the thing. I think it's it's a lot easier for people to fall into that shit. And to be like, oh, I'm accepted into something. These people understand me. They get it. And then when they start, like, it's small asks at first. And then it starts getting to be bigger asks. And then it's the the big crazy shit when you're already indoctrinated. And it's like, well, these people love and care for me. They wouldn't do something to, to be detrimental towards me. There's a whole, it's very fucked up. Like, obviously, we've seen that in in the in the wasteland that we live in now but it's i think it's a lot easier than people uh, uh think i mean obviously you have to be in a particularly vulnerable state i would say to fall into something like this and be kind of hopeless and desperate but i do think it's easier to follow into it than than you might think that's not to say or- that it isn't fucking insane and it drives me absolutely up a goddamn wall when i drive through my neighborhood and i see somebody that has proud union home outside right next to a trump pence sign just just like what are you that fucking stupid obviously but whatever you know what join the death cult man he don't give a shit about you but keep keep going (laughs) keep going to the super spreader events they're fun places to go so i've heard it's good times Um... And so the other thing I want to talk about with cyberpunk in particular, and just the gaming industry as a whole, is it's very interesting how it's accepted for some reason in video games for a game to come out and be what I would describe as fundamentally broken. And this is not accepted really in any other form of entertainment. Maybe you guys can come up with some where it is, but you know, people don't like read a book and inside the book half of the editor's notes are still there or a quarter of the sentences don't make any sense at all they're not like they're you know 
completely broken runoff sentences or you go see the avengers and only 20 percent of the cgi works correctly or the, the movie's missing 10 percent of its dialogue you know like people don't accept that in other things but in video games if a game comes out and it's fucking buggy is all shit or it's completely busted or it can't even maintain 30 fps people for some reason that doesn't bother them i guess it's very weird because it's it's that cult mentality it's the thing i like and if i admit the thing i like is bad that means somehow that i'm bad you see it with like shitty like if there's a marvel movie that just is like oh you know it was fine it's not for me but it was fine you get like people leaping down your throat like what are you fucking talking about this was amazing it's like dude you can like the thing and I cannot like the thing. But I think yeah. just, but that's what the market has accepted. People have just, it, it's been shown that people are going to buy the game either way. And they're like, oh, well, it'll really be patched eventually or patched day one. I want to be able to play it like right away though. But why would you want to play an, an arguably, you know, arguably broken mess that you're really not going to get any enjoyment out of just frustration? And I mean, you're going to put up with, a certain amount of bugginess and whatever it's like okay whatever fine. there are levels there are There's levels. levels for sure if something is fundamentally broken though and looks like shit and is crashing my computer multiple times in a session it, it, come on like i'm not I buying would... the, the, their next game like fuck that until I... like i understand that it's it's you know that base level playable and I'm and I'm confident they're going to stick with it and patch it. I mean, Witcher 3 received extensive patching. I think people often forget the condition that game was in when it came out. And they did get it to an extremely high-level place eventually. But it took time. Well, that's the and thing, right? That's eventually. why I'm not particularly surprised with the condition of Cyberpunk. But it might take six months to get it to a great place. It might take a year. Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but who's got like I don't have time for that. Like not right yeah, now. Yeah, call me when it's done. You know. Well, but well, that that also begs the the question though. Then like, how badly are these studios being mismanaged that you guys can't put out a quality product in the time that you say that you can? That's the other thing. That's now I wanted to talk about that as well. Keep in mind, this game was originally supposed to come out in what was it, March or April? Mm -hmm. And there weren't going to be any next-gen systems in March or April for them to release a semi-functional version on. Right. So, you know, I, like I was watching a Digital Foundry video, and they were showing this car chase scene early in the game where you're in a car, and you're shooting at a couple guys, and they're in the back of, like, a van, I think. And to say that this scene is a slideshow is pretty accurate, you Oof. know? It's not running. It's maybe running on the base PS4 at like 12 FPS. Like Oof. it's really bad. And not only is it running at an extremely poor frame rate, but the game is having problems streaming in the assets and loading the game as you're moving through the city. So the game is routinely hitching and freezing because it's falling so far behind. And this is a game this is today december this is a game that was originally supposed to come out in april 
and run on these systems. That's the thing is they targeted these systems. If you only mm -hmm. want to release it on PC and just say, hey, you're going to need a fucking 3090 or don't bother, that's one thing. But you want to release it on the shit-ass PS4 and Xbox One? Okay, but to me, you should lock at a 30 FPS. Even if that means the game has to look like you're playing with a bunch of fucking stick figures, <laughs> the game should lock at 30 FPS. Right. Minimum. Right. Well, it's just ridiculous that we're still having this conversation in, in you know, the cold light of late 2020. But like I said, the market has has decided that that's acceptable. You're right. And people still buy these games. And it's like what Bob said. You don't have to buy this right away. You don't have to get it day one. And the you way wait drop in prices, you'll be paying $20 in six months. That's the other thing, right? Like... I mean, unless it's a Nintendo product, because those prices never no, go down. No, Nintendo but... keeps their value, but everyone else, they drop their fucking prices. Exactly. So it's just like, why you're going to drop $60, $70 now? Like, no, no, fuck that. I'll wait for the Game of the Year edition in like a year that has all the DLC and shit that I can get for like, you know, 25 30 bucks. Well, and to what you were saying earlier, you know, this is a failure of management because clearly they're setting goals for their teams that are absolutely impossible to hit. Completely like, like, unrealistic. Like, like not even somewhat off. Like, it's not like, oh, if we had an extra month, this is like we needed another year. Yeah. You know? So this isn't even close. And that's insanely bad management well and it's not only we need another year this is like also you're having people work 80 100 hour weeks weekends no time off like that's, after that's, you said you weren't going to crunch well and that's the shitty that's the other shitty thing like don't fucking lie just you know oh we're not gonna do this we're not gonna do this by the way we're gonna do it we're gonna do it well, you guys gotta you work 100 hours and you know what? To another studio, I have read regularly that the working conditions at Bungie are pretty good. I don't know if they crunch there or not, but Beyond Light, the newest DLC, did get delayed a month, and it came out and whatever. But the, but you know, one of the things when it came out was there wasn't there just wasn't that much loot to chase in the game, you know. And they admitted right away, look, we know we didn't make as much loot as we would have liked to. We are hiring out this part of the studio so there's more loot in the game in the future. So we, you know, hey, we have a problem in our current setting. It. Right. We have no way to do this without crunching. So we're going to hire more people. And what a concept. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on at CD Projekt Red, whether it was simply needing more time or needing to hire more people or both. But, well, and what was the studio that made uh, Hades? I don't know. Oh, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I was reading that they didn't, they didn't crunch, you know, like they, you, they take the time you need for the game and it'll be ready when it's ready. Well, and the problem is, and it's super these, giant games. There you go. It's these big companies whose stock prices are, you know, like so tied up in the announcements and shit that they make. So it's like, well, we said this was going to be, you know, available this fiscal year. 
it needs to come out this fiscal year or, you know, we're fucked. But then it's like, okay, but then maybe don't make those enough. Like, it's it's just a failure of management at the bottom. Yeah. And wanting to make as much money as possible for the select few at the top and fucking over everybody else at the bottom. Welcome to late stage capitalism, my friends. Yeah, um, games need I to be so big. What, honey? Why do these games need to be so big? They don't. Well, that's and the other you... thing. Like you're you're making these expansive worlds, but one they're they're hopelessly broken, and then you're just gonna copy and paste like fetch quests solo. I mean, I I haven't really looked into anything about cyberpunk after like the crunch shit and then that epilepsy shit too i was like hey guess what i'm not going to play this um because that was like really like nobody apparently they've already addressed that the fact that it shipped like that though alex is just something what are you guys fucking doing over there like what 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 yeah like i said failure of management a lot of games put an epilepsy warning on their games so you know this is something the video game industry is well aware of exactly that's what's so crazy so it's just yeah yeah shocking as well it's not even shocking it's it's upsetting more than anything because it's just all that matters is how much money we can make for the already disgustingly rich people at the top and we're just gonna you know keep shitting on the workers head and asking them to say thank you for the hat all while the people who buy the project uh, buy the product are like yeah well fuck those people I i want my vidya game please thank you if somebody told me hey i'm thinking about going into the game industry i want i want to make video games i'd just tell them to run far far away get away from why why do you want to do this well it's the it's the same thing that happens in wrestling where you're like i'm in the game industry i'm living my dream and i so i'm gonna do whatever it takes and then you i'm working for ea this is great (laughs) right until it's not right although i think i have heard ea doesn't crunch well EA doesn't have to crunch. They just release the same game over and over and over. <laughs> I'm just well. I'm just saying. <laughs> I guarantee EA would crunch if they had to. I'm sure they would. Yeah, they don't. They don't care. You know, but you know, it's it's a very screwed up industry. It's hard to be. It, it sucks as consumers of that industry to be in the position where it's like. I've if I if I consume these products when one telling them that you know these work conditions are acceptable I'm telling them that the state of the games that they ship is acceptable and if I don't buy the game then I'm losing out on you know very good value for entertainment um otherwise so it's a dumb industry (laughs) and i think you know artists are often the easiest people to exploit because they're passionate about their work and there are a lot of people who anyone would really consider artists who work in the video game industry um whether you're actually like an art 
on the art team or you design textures or you animator the game mm-hmm. animator there's plenty of people who are, are actually really are artists in the video game industry and those people are easier to exploit because you start hitting them with the hey you know art can't be made in a 40-hour week um some you know we're making a really special product for people you know what it is it's the uh it's the wwe defense Oh, you're living your dream. You're here and you're living your dream. You know, maybe you've got to work a little bit harder. Maybe you got to reach a little further for that brass ring. Maybe you need to stay a little later. You know, maybe you're not going to get paid as much, but keep working, buddy. Keep working and you'll get there. And then maybe they tell you, hey, you're not required to crunch, but the guy next to you is working a 50-hour week. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, fuck. I don't want that guy to outwork me. I don't want him to get more, you know, paid more than me or get a raise before I do. So then you start working a 55 hour week. That guy looks over, he goes, oh shit. He starts working a 60 hour week. Suddenly you both live there. The The really upsetting thing about all of it is it's just that the it, there's so much time spent pitting workers against each other that if we all kind of banded together and turned towards the actual problem and uh you know started taking Unionized. care of some business well unions are evil alex i, I don't know where, where you're where you're at but that's unions are evil okay um agreed yeah but yeah it's just it's fucked up and it's it's just i i don't care enough about it anymore you know there was a time that i have to play the new game i have to play the new game and now it's just like I'll get to it when I get to it, you know. It's and if if I find out that you know, like it's been made under these really shitty conditions, I have no interest in that anymore. You know, it's just you speak with your dollars, and I'm not going to give money to something that, you know, at least in the things that, because again, I mean, there is no ethical cons- uh, uh, consumption under capitalism. You know. Your anything you buy has been probably made off of some poor fucking worker getting shit on. So, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Bob, you got anything else you want to add? <laughs> Not on that. Do you want to do you want to talk about um about a hardware unboxed real quick? And that shitty situation. Yeah, what um, is that? You mentioned that earlier, and I have no idea what that is. So, well, go ahead. Do you want to summarize it? Yeah, I'll give it. So, uh, hardware unboxes, you know, it's just a um, one of the hundreds of reviewers um, on the internet um, for gaming and um, for PC parts mostly. For P- yeah, for PC parts. Um, and uh, basically, he got a letter from NVIDIA um, that said that because you don't give us good reviews, we're not going to send you advanced graphics cards anymore. Um, that's the short summary. Um, it, the the full the full letter um was rather interesting and you know alex you sent me the video um 
of uh, another reviewer who who was discussing the situation and uh uh do you who which reviewer was that alex uh linus sebastian do you guys know linus tech tips they're actually he's actually it's a very big youtube channel like he has yeah. like 30 people working for him um, yes so he he was discussing it in you depth. lost it yeah he he just absolutely just lost it. and um i encourage you to go watch that um to get the full rundown of it uh but it, you know it it's just goes to show you that you can't it's very difficult to do any type of review work or journalism work in this space because they will cut off your access um yeah yeah so and- essentially it wasn't that the cards weren't getting positive reviews because they were what hardware so you know in the in the gaming space or really any sort of graphics technology right there's there's rasterization which is your traditional just throw the graphics card at it how many frames can it render performance right Mm -hmm. and nvidia because you know you can only push this type of stuff so far and there's diminishing returns over time without just making the cards fucking the the size of the whole case right (laughs) and then having to cool that card is they're focused more lately on DLSS, which is uh, deep, I think it's deep learning super sampling, which is basically, you know, you might render a game at 1080p, let's say, but you could render it with DLSS at 4K, meaning it's AI filling in the pixels that the card isn't actually rendering. So, this is actually a really cool technology and it works very well now the version of it that's out now works very well it's very hard to tell that it's being done Mm -hmm. um so it essentially allows you to play at higher resolutions without a massive performance hit and the reason this is needed is because one 4k displays and two ray tracing which is a new way to light games where you get more realistic lighting but again massive performance hit so NVIDIA is mad that this reviewer is more focused on rasterization in his reviews versus DLSS and ray tracing. And his position is that DLSS and ray tracing are still very much in their early days, which is true. And they're really things to more focus on in the future when they're more developed out and the hardware is better to support them and everything. Um, so that's what the email was really focused on. And the email, I don't have the whole thing in front of me. Um, it's completely ridiculous. So basically this hardware inbox guy got this email and he only posted on Twitter, like, Hey, you know, NVIDIA says they're not going to send me graphics cards for advanced reviews anymore before they come out. And this other guy, Linus Sebastian, who's very big on YouTube, he was basically like, I can't even believe this. This doesn't sound like the NVIDIA I deal with. Can I talk to you? So he had no idea who this hardware and box guy was. He said later, apparently we met once at some trade show. I don't even remember that. I have no idea who he was. Mm-hmm. So 
because he's and he's even said flat out it's like i'm way too busy to watch other people's content i don't even have enough time for my family let alone like watching other youtube videos so he had no clue but he got the he actually had the guy send him the full email he got and they read it out on his podcast and he was pissed he had to have his host or he's the other the other guy on the podcast read it because he was too angry to read it basically like the whole email is ridiculous and this is not just from joe schmo at nvidia this is their head of pr <laughs> so this is someone who should really know better yeah and basically it was like you know us at nvidia and gamers around the world know that ray tracing is the future and if you if you're you know it was stuff like if your perspective on this changes we would be willing to reevaluate our relationship with you then you know <laughs> stuff like that like it yeah. was it was a pull page of extreme horseshit and um basically what happened was this guy linus went on his podcast on friday ranted for about 45 minutes about all the reasons this is bad you know like obvious stuff like trying to influence journalists and stuff like that he went through he went through the whole litany i'm not going to go over it but basically i can't remember most of it but the next day nvidia sent hardware and box another email and apologized and said he'll be getting advanced graphics cards again <laughs> so luckily luckily it got signal boosted to someone who's very big well, um, because, and that's that's all it ever takes. That's what it. That's what it takes. And because Linus this. is big enough, and he even said on that podcast, he said, "I need to talk to Nvidia because I haven't." He said, "I haven't been able to talk to Nvidia yet. I need to talk to them because if this is the way they're going to operate, I'm going to have to reconsider doing business with them in the future." And he's big enough where he can say, "I'm not going to even touch any more Nvidia products." Right. Most people can't get away with that. And it's good to see someone who is in that position stand up for it. You know, he could have very easily well, just not, not done, done anything. anything about it. Right. right. Um, well, and that's the thing that people don't quite realize is it's like, no, if you're, you stand together, you know, you, you can make things better. But yeah. People are idiots. And, and you need you need the people at the top to be willing to join in with you. Right. You, know? you can't have Hulk Hogan running into Vince's office bitching about how, how did, people are gonna how did are you gonna know join what the I'm union. Thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Great guy, Hulk Hogan. Oh Great yeah. Guy. Great dude. Best. Hmm. Um but yeah, that was a total train wreck. And just really, at the end of the day, the only thing it accomplished is it resulted in a shitload of bad press for NVIDIA. And that's why, like, when you when the head of PR sent off that email, did he not think that wasn't going to be published? Like, I don't know. Unless he thought what was he thinking? maybe it would be, but not enough people would see it. So it really wouldn't matter. Or I... I don't know. But then companies are very emboldened to just kind of do shit like that now because a lot of times nothing happens. You know, and you keep pushing and they keep nudging that 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 threshold further and further. 
And it's just they can do basically whatever the fuck they want and people won't complain. Yeah, and the and the funny thing is, you know, and I remember Linus even talking about this on his podcast. This guy, Hardware and Boxed, his reviews of these cards are very positive. And he even talks about how amazing DLSS is. Like he's very complimentary. It's it's so wacky. And that's why he's like, I don't even understand this email. This feels personal. I watched the videos he did covering these graphics cards and covering RTX and covering DLSS, and it doesn't make any sense. The videos are very complimentary. They use quotes from his video on the DLSS <laughs> webpage. It doesn't make any sense. It's fucking crazy. So that's why he lost it, because it's like, this is so stupid. And now people forever are going to be thinking, anytime I talk positively about NVIDIA, they're going to be thinking I'm a paid shell because of bullshit like this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Idiots. It's crazy. Uh, capitalism. I Good think times. somebody somebody needs to to at some point crack the mystery of how how video game journalists can become financially independent and and operate in a way that they can go on without needing access. Um, well, I mean, you can. It's just you gotta you gotta go out, and you're gonna you're not gonna get stuff early. You're gonna have to go out and just buy it yourself. And it's just, I mean, what is it? Sterling has that Patreon model where it's like people give him money. I mean, granted, he's been around for fuck. It's got to be a decade at this point, yeah. Yeah. But it's just if you you, it's possible you can do it. It's just really, really hard. Well, and that's that's the way, that's essentially the only way to do it is to be sponsored in some way, whether it's through something like Patreon or whether you're being sponsored through advertising, you know, you who are not going to, advertisers who are not going to try to influence your product, by the way. Mm -hmm. But that's the only way to really do it. Or, and if you aren't going to be dependent on early access but you're still dependent on clicks because of the nature of how advertising works on the internet you really would almost need like an industry-wide agreement throughout all gaming quote-unquote journalists to not publish reviews until like x amount of time after a game comes out and that's so everyone has never a, gonna happen right so everyone has a fair chance to play stuff and that's never going to happen like they're never going to agree okay cyberpunk comes out you have a week right in one week from the release date everyone gets to publish their reviews if they're ready you know and they're never going to agree to do that everyone's in a race to get as many clicks as possible because when something first comes out the clicks are extremely high and they crash down to nothing within like a week yep so Yep, that's yep, what yep. it's all about at the end of the day. And that's why they published their PC reviews, even though they knew they were being deceptive, mm -hmm. because all that matters is clicks. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. What's the solution? I don't fucking know. Because the thing is, 
there can only be so many Jim Sterlings. Like everyone can't yeah. be sponsored in that oh, way. Oh no, right. Well, it's 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 diminishing returns too, right? I mean, like let's say, you know, I I did give money to Jim Sterling. Okay, I give him say I throw 5 bucks at him a month. I don't have you know, a an endless pool of funds to give to each journalist that I like. Right. Right. Or each media personality that I enjoy. So you have to be selective. And I, there are a couple Patreons that I, I give to. It's nobody in the gaming industry, but it's it's just folks who it's like, yeah, you know, I like your content. I've, I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of the free shit for a while. So yeah, sure. Here's a couple bucks. But it's not something that that's viable for everybody. And you have to have a pretty big following to be able to live off of that. You know what the you know what I think the solution would be? Hmm. Universal basic income. You know, that sounds uh goddamn downright un-American, Robert. <laughs> Some people are just meant to be poor, okay? <laughs> so this just handouts and give outs and all this, you know, I, I need you to get your fucking hands off my medic your government hands off my Medicare. Thank you, you know, sir. Thank you, know, you. You know, Erica, there needs to be jobs that you can't possibly make a living on, so you're encouraged to get a better one. Did you see that shit on Twitter? I That's did. like, this dumb fucking... Uh, I'm not going to use the hard C. I almost did. I'm not going to. Just like, what, what like, level of... The, 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 the fuck... Uh, I can't even talk. I'm so angry. Delusion. The delusion that you're living under that you're somehow better. And it's like, I, I work in an office, therefore I'm better than somebody that works in the restaurant industry. How about you go fuck yourself? How's that sound? That's all. Yeah. Sorry. I know you guys thought I was gearing up for a big rant, but no, that's it. That's no, all good. That's the thing about, you know, <laughs> I don't know if there's anything you want to specifically talk about, but... I don't know what there really is to say about politics right now because it's such a gigantic shit show that, like, you have people who are basically committing treason who are just going to go on being members of Congress, mm -hmm. you know? And it's crazy. Like, this is the world. And the Electoral College votes tomorrow. We're recording this on Sunday. I don't even know, like, God only knows what's going to happen, Erica. God we'll see what knows. happens. We'll see what happens. But it, it's just like, well, one, you could argue that, uh, and I participated in this as well, because I had a hard time believing that anyone would vote for him initially. I think the Democrats leaned a little bit too hard on the, well, clearly, you know, the Russians helped with this. That's the only way that this uh, Trump could have gotten elected. So you open the door a little bit there. And then you just have, we've been fostering a, a reality where no one can just agree on objective fact anymore. He lost. You don't have any kind of proof of any sort of tampering with anything beyond the rantings of, like, drunken, crazy people who don't have any sort of proof. It's just like, well, there was a black person who was counting votes. So, clearly... He was in the bag for Biden. It's it's just this delusion that people are living in. And it's like, he lost. He lost. 
Well, yeah, they're that... so they're so all in uh, now on Trumpism that they have to just keep going with it. Like he's about to leave office in theory, and they're still going to be all in on this shit. And he's essentially the leader of the Republican Party because he brought in so many new crazy people, and they're in his cult. So mm-hmm. if they don't go with him. They're turning millions of voters against the GOP. And you're already seeing that now where you have people out in the streets protesting and they're not only against the Democrats, they're against the Republicans too because they think the Republicans allowed the Democrats to steal the election from cult leader Trump. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Good times. Hashtag stop to steal. Well, and but it's a lot more. It's not going to get better. It's just not I because don't see how it does. A, even barring, you know, you would need. Biden was never the answer, and it's just we there. No one can agree on objective fact, and if you can't agree on objective fact, you have no, you have nowhere to land on. There's nowhere that you can like, you know, stand on equal footing and have a discussion. And it's just, I also don't understand how you could have looked at the last four years and been like, yes, more of this, please, you know, but that's, that's my own bias. Um, Nobody is working on good faith. No, no, no one is trying to, no one is trying to come to any sort of compromise on anything. And it's it's a it's one of those situations where it's like as someone on the left you're looking at it and you're saying no no you're trying to subvert our election like from your perspective you have to be compromising and i don't disagree with that don't get me wrong i don't disagree with that on the other side these lunatics genuinely believe that biden and the democratic party have stolen the election. Mm-hmm. And from that perspective, if you genuinely believe that, if you genuinely believe that somebody has subverted the U.S. Elect- election, you should be up in arms about that. But that's just not true. Well, there's no proof of it. No. Like, like at believe all. Believe it. Yeah, but that's what you need to, like, you know, I, I would like to believe that, you know, we're going to get Good Omens Season 2 next year. It's not happening, and that's just something that you have to fucking deal with, as much as it may hurt one's soul. You have to find solace in shitty procedural dramas like Prodigal Son Season 2 that is starting in January. You gotta get your Michael Sheen where you can, is what I'm saying. Well, and here's the thing, okay... Some people are so blindly, and this is not just like Republicans, they're, I'm sure there are Democrats that think this way too, but there are people that are so blindly into the, all the Republican horseshit that they can do whatever and they go along with it. And they could say whatever and it doesn't matter, they go along with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I personally think even though I'm liberal, I'm not a Democrat, and I personally find the Democrats to be highly ineffective and borderline incompetent, depending on what they're trying to do. But 
it's actually crazy that these Trump lovers think the Democrats are so highly incompetent that they're competent enough to what? Steal the presidential election, but they're not competent enough to steal the Senate so they can actually do things. Well, see, what you're you're having, Alex, there is what I, I competent thought. And that's just not something that we value in this country anymore. <laughs> well, because I think the other thing is, it's like, okay, the Republicans are all fucking crazy people that are doing God only knows what, or are just standing by and letting the lunatics run the asylum. So then you look at the other side, and the Democrats are just sitting there with their thumbs up their asses, not doing anything for anybody at all. And really just enabling the behavior. Well, and, you know, p- people are all worried about these Georgia runoffs, and they're extremely important, obviously. Mm-hmm. But even if the Democrats win both those seats, which, you know, they probably won't, but even if they do win both those seats, they're still probably not going to get anything done because it'll be a dead even split. And you, you know, the Democrats, they never get everyone on the same page. It'll just be a bunch of in-party fighting for two you've years. Had, you've had the guy from, I think it's West Virginia, who's basically a Republican, Joe Man- Manichin? Manchin or whatever his yeah. name is. Has basically said that any of the more progressive, like, stuff that you've been getting hearing thrown around, no. he's not going to vote for. So you're not going to get anything done. I've said that the the best thing, if they want to throw some goodwill towards the younger voters and the leftists out there, uh, what you really need to do is the first thing that uh, Biden should do is any kind of student debt relief that he can provide through uh, a executive order he should do within the first week. I would be eternally grateful. I'm not going to like worship the guy or anything, but that would be a huge help to not only me to most of my friends and you're worried about the economy you're worried about this you're worried about that okay well if people have like thousands of dollars in student in student loan debt bills that they have to pay every month that's shit that they're not spending in the economy and i know that there's people out there they're like well i paid off all mine so these fuckers should have to do the same it's like well it's it's a little different because you went to college in like the 80s when it was cheaper and people went like later and it was like you know tens of thousands of dollars more but you know i mean it's it's a bigger discussion to be had but if the republic if the democrats don't come in and do and like, do anything cuz to help anybody like to actually help people it's, it, i don't blame people for being done with i don't want any part of them anymore you should have beaten trump by like an astronomical amount the fact that it was as close as it was and i know some people had the discussion they're like well it wasn't close so i'm like Yes, it was in the, in like the, I know that the the vote in the count or whatever that actually mattered. It was extremely close. Exactly, it was very very close. So it's like you should have destroyed this guy because of this guy's policies. A quarter of a million Americans are dead because of this guy. You should have trounced him. You should have been like there shouldn't have even been like a question the night of. But you didn't because you're you're fucking Democrats and you're terrible at everything. So there we are. Yeah. And then you've got like the and you lost seats in the House. And you lost seats in the House. And you're not going to more than likely won't take control of the Senate. No chance they take control of the Senate. But you've got these dinosaurs who are like bitching that it's the AOCs of the world, 
who are like, oh, well, they're the reason, like, this defund the police, that's the reason that we lost. It's like, that's not the reason you guys lost. You lost Guess what? It's the it's the more liberals, liberal members of Congress who are winning elections easily exactly. because people like AOC or Bernie Sanders are the only ones making any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to them talk and I'm like, this is a rational human being who wants to actually do the job of a politician, which is to help their constituents. Yep. Not to line their own fucking pockets. Exactly. And for some reason, those are the crazy socialists. I yep. don't understand. Yep. Well, because we're a fuck you, I got my nation, Alex. And we don't want to, we don't want to have people who are less fortunate as much as, you know, we like to say we're a Christian nation and all that bullshit. That's not the case. Fuck you. I got mine. Go there to hell. are so few people that are actually truly Christian that it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they've revealed themselves all, I would say. In Just because you uh, go to fucking church and you thump the Bible and you say your fucking prayers doesn't mean you're Christian. Correct. Correct. You know who was, like, beating the shit out of bankers and, like, flipping bankers' tables over because they were in the fucking, uh, in the fucking church? Uh, a little guy called Jesus Christ. <laughs> but we could talk about this forever and we'd get all hot and angry, but... It's bullshit. Do you want to talk about something positive? Shall we segue? To the challenge. challenge. (laughs) I'm so happy it's back. You know, you guys were behind me an episode until I provided you (laughs) the opening, the real opening episode, really. That was a little annoying. Like, why? what, What are we doing? Well, at first I started because I was kind of expecting maybe like they'd give you a little bit of introduction to some of the new people and then it would just mostly be like previews for the new season or something. Mm-hmm. But it was actually like a substantial opening episode because it was them getting to the house and a lot of the early politicking with that mm-hmm. first big opening party. And yeah, the previews were mixed in and everything. But I would say that was a little bit more than what would I would classify as a zero zero episode. Yeah, and you know what? What's really annoying is in in past seasons, like that would usually have been included with the, the first episode, or not the first. Well, with the first episode, but stuff like that, like Amazon would have that up on there as something we could watch. That's you know, strange as well that it wasn't there for you. Yeah, because that was bizarre. Yeah, yeah, that was very weird. Um, but we did watch it. Mm -hmm. We did watch it. So, so I mean, some of the early thoughts, you know, if if we're just talking about that opening, uh, the I'm going to call it the opening episode. Um, Wes was doing his usual politicking. He's over there trying to talk all the rookies into being on his side, um, which didn't work that well, I guess. It worked okay. He wasn't the one that the house voted in. Um, I I'm liking the look of this cast. You know, it's hard to tell because until you start to whittle off some of the, you know, uh, some of the fat, it's hard to tell. You know what some people's personalities are just because when you're doing like hour episodes, you can't like give focus to thirty people. 
No, you it's know? not possible. Right. So we, I think we're going to have to wait a little bit to kind of feel out like some of these like so-called rookies and everything, the challenge rookies anyway, um, to see what they really bring to the show and everything. Uh, I think Lolo Jones is probably going to be a good presence. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be looking to go against her at any sort of eliminations. No. Like maybe if you look down and you really think you're staring at a puzzle, mm-hmm. maybe then you take your shot. But if it's anything physical, I mean, she towers over those girls. So yeah, the mm. only one I see even having a, a sliver of a chance, maybe, is Casey. And even that would maybe. be a long shot. That's why. Right. Yeah, I mean, the maybe. Natalie girl is pretty built. She is. So. We haven't really seen anything. For, well, well, she did. She was just in that uh, that elimination. That elimination. Yeah. I'm interested to see what the gimmick is, though, because if you're you're watching these previews, CT and Wes look like they're still around. Right. So, well, let's get to that because that's like the end of the next episode. Um, I mean, what else? What else from the first episode? What was jumping out at you guys? I mean, one thing that jumped out to me right away was one. Leroy says he's done, which you know. I was to hear that yeah pro, this is like a pro wrestling retirement we'll see if this sticks right uh, exactly. i also noticed you know cam comes in she talks a lot of shit she thinks she's the greatest of all time even though she's never done anything however <laughs> i did notice cam is noticeably slimmer so i think she's been working out and i think she's taking this more seriously than she usually does because she generally tries to get by on her politicking but I think she knows she needs to be a little bit more athletic. Well, and if her and Leroy for it, because they, they've obviously, or at least she's trying to step into the power vacuum left by uh, Mr. Bananas. Yeah. And she's trying to, like, just grab the reins of the game right at the beginning and, and trying to kind of run the house, which I'm pretty sure will blow up in her face. Um, but, uh, and I respect the move. I was telling Bob this, you know, because somebody's got to do it, so get in there. But what annoys me is it's that, sure, you had that one season where you were amazing in the eliminations and they just couldn't get rid of you. But you haven't done anything. Other than that, yeah, she won a couple eliminations against a couple girls that aren't really that good. Right. She hasn't really done anything. She hasn't won a final. She hasn't done anything, you know. So I don't blame CT being like, meh. I'm yeah, good. like like jumping forward, they do that thing where it's like pair off, do what you want, and people are like, "Oh shit!" And she looks up to CT, and she's like, "Let's pair up." And he's like, "Tell me why." And her answer is, "Well, I, 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 I'm Killer Cam. Can. What? <laughs> right? That's all you got, dude? Of course, he just walked away. And for him, I like that idea. You know, it didn't work out for him." But that's a way smarter move to me of going with Ashley because Ashley's a fucking lunatic, but Ashley's very smart and she's going to give her full effort. Mm-hmm. Well, and from what I've seen, CT and Wes are not gone. Yeah, so we got to see no. how this whole thing works out. You pissed off CT and you don't think he's going to be coming for you the whole time? And CT, he looks very old and run down, but he is in better shape. The dad bod yeah. appears to be gone. Yes. Um, but it, yeah. I mean, and I think that was the whole thing that that got on my nerves about the first episode was, you know, Cam wants to make this power move early on, 
you don't know the rules of the game. Like, yeah, like how can, you can't make a move and you've like painted that. a huge target on your back mm-hmm. right. and you don't even know how it's going to work out. Like, it's one thing to go for something seven weeks into the season and that just happens to week be the week they throw some twist at you. That's one thing. But to do something in the first week where you don't know what's going to happen is extremely risky. And, and you know, jumping forward to that, at the end of the episode, Natalie beats Ashley. We know Ashley's gone. She's yeah. out. Yeah. We know that. But what we don't know is what's going to happen between Natalie, Wes, and CT because C- TJ says, hey, okay, Natalie, you won. You get a skull. You've qualified for the final. However, you can also choose any guy you want that's here to be your partner going forward. Hey, hey, and hey, hold, 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 hold real that's quick. That's not the final. TJ's, TJ's final. final. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, we don't know what that means because obviously that means someone's going to be left out. That, that leaves one more guy than girl. So mm-hmm. does that mean then either Wes or CT are eliminated or how does that work? Because that's going to definitely feel bad if CT doesn't even get to compete and he's sent home on the first go around. That would be shitty. That That would just suck. And really shitty. I like, I I like, I need to see the full structure, but from what I've seen so far, I like that they've said, Hey, you need to win an elimination to get in. And this time we're telling you, there's 10 skulls. So if you don't have one of those 10, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. You know, like so that's, that. that, that's very clear then. Like, it's not like, oh, is this week the last week? Is this week the last week? No, there's going to be, we know there's going to be at least five women's eliminations and at least five men's eliminations. And if you, and there will probably be some more than that to give people a chance to steal skulls and send people packing. But we know for sure there's going to be five and five. and Well, it's also incentive to not constantly be sending the same people down. Right. Unless you feel someone got a skull who sucks that it could be stolen from them. Right, right. And I don't think a lot of those girls are go, going, to go, going to want to go against that Natalie girl because she's pretty big. Like she's not yeah. necessarily that tall, but she's wide. <laughs> So I don't know that they want to be going against her in anything physical. Yeah. I mean, we need to see her. Oh, I mean, we did see her do her. I keep forgetting that we actually did compete. And uh, yeah, I mean, what she did wasn't easy. I definitely couldn't fucking do that. <laughs> no, I would have been hanging up there. Like I would have just been, uh, you know what? That, I'm just going to pull me down. Just, just don't even put me up there. There's no point. Well, and here on the on the kind of the opposite end from Cam, who I feel has been it looks like anyway, she's been working out. Um, it's like, you know, Anissa, you keep coming back, but damn, like, could you make an effort here? Like, <laughs> like the first like, dude, the first chance Fessy gets, he's going to oh, be Fessy's dumping gone. her ass. He's gone. Yeah. I mean, the first chance he gets. Correct. Correct. He's going to be begging next week to be put in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, though, because you got to be put in, and there's that chance you could get eliminated. So right. it's not like you'll just be like, "No, yeah, they'll put me in, and I want to change my partner." It's there's still that because you never know. 
All it takes okay. is one bad bounce and you're gone. So I don't know if there's anything really else from the preview episode to really speak of, but they'd go to that there, first competition. Oh, go ahead. There's Doc. one thing. Okay. No trust. All sus. <laughs> Among us references. Yes. <laughs> like nice. Um, so you know, they go straight to that first challenge and we get one of the funniest things ever, which is CT yanks the shoe off of someone throws it straight backwards into wes's head i died oh i was laughing my ass off it was outstanding could you imagine if you were actually there how funny that would have been oh tj like lost his tj died it was amazing (laughs) (laughs) i've watched that on repeat multiple times And if I, it should have happened have, to anyone, it should have happened to Wes, so it's perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna combine that with uh the one that I did of him of Jordan just railing the ball off his skull. <laughs> um yeah. and just loop it endlessly. Oh, it's so satisfying. <laughs> it was great. Um and then you know they they do the whole thing, they do the competition, uh Anissa wins and Fessy wins. And then they're like, okay, you know, Anissa, pick who you want. She picks Fessy. And they're like, just pair off. Do what you want. Which I actually think is kind of fun. Because you end up probably getting some wacky teams. Mm -hmm. um, And some strong teams. Because people are going to be like, hey, you're good. Let's pair up. Um, But what I didn't understand that made no sense to me in any universe. Was why wasn't anyone going for Lolo Jones? Like... I they know. know she's a legit athlete, right? Well, especially Wes talking about her in the preview episode. It was surprising that... Because who did she end up with? Uh, Nam. That's right, that's right. The uh, the German the, dude. Like the German bodybuilder or something. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. From the uh, the ultimate Beastmaster, whatever the fuck <laughs> and that the, is. And the thing is, the thing is, we don't know anything about that guy. Like, he looks great. He's in outstanding physical condition. I mean, you're athletic, and that doesn't mean you can do this horse shit. Right. So, you know, that could be an amazing team. That could be a nothing team. We have no idea. Yeah. Well, because it is always it's it's the challenge is its own beast, right? So it's it's you can be, you know, peak physical condition, but it's still there. And there's the mental shits and there's the physical shit, and it's just There's so many aspects. There's exactly. there's conditioning, there's puzzles, there's being able to withstand the grind of people trying to fuck with you all day, every day. Mm-hmm. There's in challenges being able to quickly figure out the best way to do something mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of little things and you know i'm just talking about from an athletic standpoint just because you're in the gym lifting weights and you have a fucking eight pack and you're ripped doesn't mean you're athletic no you could mm-hmm. have no uh no endurance at all which is what we saw with fessy last year yeah and that well, did him in he still thinks he's hot shit well, and... At least he got to a final. Yeah, and I'm interested to see how he does this year, because he looks a little slimmer to me too. And like Bob and I were talking, he seems like the kind of person who like would see how he he was lacking 
and then would and, and you try to improve. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see how he he's performing. Yeah, because like he's he's an athlete, like he's a college football player, so he he's gonna have that wherewithal to 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 assess his needs and to go out there and do it. Um, what I think is gonna be Fessy's big problem this year is gonna be the same problem that I think all the Big Brother people are gonna run into which is they, you know, last season, everyone saw how the Big Brother people came together and formed an alliance, which they're doing again this year. So there's nothing, there's no, it's very transparent. So, you know, people will will try to work against that from the very start. It's smart Um, of them to form an alliance, though. That's not a stupid move on their part. I just wouldn't want to. I'm not saying it's not stupid. I I just think it's I wouldn't want to be allied with Josh in any way because he's a fucking moron. Yeah. But that's just me. When I just go back to last season and Josh thinks he's rolling in towards the end there and he's got that big shit-eating grin like I've got the world by the balls and then things don't go the way he thinks and because of course it's not going to go the way he thinks and he's just so upset and Oh, it brings me life. Josh oh. is a fucking clown. Well, he was yeah. another one last year that I was just like, oh, fuck you, dude. He's like talking about like, and Anissa is Anissa. But he's like, oh, well, I wouldn't want to run the final with Anissa. It's like, motherfucker, you aren't in the final yet. What are you talking about? And Josh is one of those guys. He wants to be everyone's friend. When anyone votes against him, even though he's in, he's like, he's like Kyle, he's in an alliance with the whole house. Like, <laughs> oh, well, you've, you're gone against me. You've ruined my life. I'm going to go cry in the corner like a bitch. Like, oh my God, dude, give it a fuck. Kyle's break. self-aware. <laughs> yeah, Kyle knows what he's yeah, Kyle, doing. Kyle knows what he's doing. I'm also interested to see Devin without his nemesis bananas around. Oh my god, yeah. I I hope Kid Devin is less annoying because every time he's been on the show, it's been like turn the channel heat for me. Yeah, he's 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 a bit of a prick and not in like that good way. Not in any fun to watch ways generally. So I'll be interested to see how he is. I just realized we don't have Bear on this season. No, and isn't there something going on with Bear? Like there's some allegation that uh some he like raped someone or something. Oh, I didn't hear about that. That's upsetting. I think there's something going on with that. Yeah. I'd have to look it up though. Yeah, I rem- I haven't seen I don't remember the details, but there was something. Um Yeah, I, no bear. Um no bear. I'm still hoping one day we get another Emily Schramm appearance so she can just trounce some of these girls before she gets too old. <laughs> I, I mean, um, I'm... Uh, where's Laurel? Get Laurel back on the show. Get Laurel, get Emily. Um, I, want, I want one season, because I don't think like Evelyn's ever going to do it again, but I want one season where they get Emily laurel and cara maria on a show so cara maria can know without a doubt she is not the top dog <laughs> she'll be so upset It'll be i great. love the malice behind that reasoning it's just so tasty <laughs> and you know what and you know what put nia jacks on there too i was just gonna say that's that nia jacks heat that uh that <laughs> that alex has for cara maria. hey 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 erica yes. was i not right all along 
was if you're not taking right? the vaccine, I, you need to get the fuck out of my face, basically. It's you know in God's like... hands. Good. I hope you get sick and I hope you die. How's that? Um, you, you know who else you got to get on this this mythical season is you got to bring uh, Jenny back. Uh-huh, she was uh-huh. a, a beast. Uh-huh. Who's the other Olympian? Um, oh yeah, oh my God. not on this season. The British. Yeah, she's not. Uh, yeah, not there to defend her crown. The British girl. The British girl who was like a track track runner or something. What's her fucking name? I actually, I have no idea. Oh my God, Bob. Who am I talking about here? You know who I'm talking about. I'm. She actually... was on. She was on Champs versus Stars. She was in like a oh. semi alliance with Wes. I I don't know. I I don't. I think I may have missed that one. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. I know. I'm just such a failure. Uh, Uh, Oh, my God. Why can't I find this? (laughs) Louise Hazel. Okay, yeah, I don't remember her. What? Oh, I, I haven't seen all the Champs versus Stars. You're I've only seen the one season. You're a fucking failure. I know. I, I did you not watch those? I felt like we watched those. I think I feel like you watched the one with Louise. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I don't. Anyways, she was good. Yeah. It'd be another gr- real good female athlete, which they desperately need more of. Where's Tony at? Where's Tony time? Tony time. <laughs> Is he too busy taking care of his kids? Maybe getting bad back tattoos isn't isn't it about time isn't it about time to bring back crazy ass camilla yeah i know she punched some production or whatever let's get crazy ass camilla on yeah, again. She was good that, there was some of the the racist well weren't there with her i mean sure that just sounds yeah. normal that's that's you're on you're on reality tv <laughs> the pre- what's gonna happen with Camilla if she ever comes back, she's gonna she's gonna get in that situation that Victoria was in, and she's gonna come back like years later. People aren't even gonna know who the fuck she was is. They're like, oh, you were on the challenge? Like what, ten years ago? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, mm. Hmm. Um I I do have one of the two things that I thought of from the 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 pre episode, um, one in the confessional, Anissa was like, "This is my fourteenth year of the challenge, and for some reason, I just have not been able to do it." And I turned to Eric and I said, "Well, might have something to do with like." 11 of those 14 seasons you came in and you weren't in shape <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know what to <laughs> i don't really know what else to say about it that pretty much sums it up you're gonna have a pretty hard uphill battle when like at the end of the day no matter what you know you're gonna need to run at some point at some yeah. point you're going to have to run you're gonna have and... to run you're gonna have to swim if you've just decided that you want to try to have someone carry you, the chances of you winning are so slim. Like, like on the the thing is for some for someone this is not just Anissa, but for anyone like Anissa who shows up out of shape, 
for them to win the challenge in a final situation, what would almost have to happen is every single time you would come up on a puzzle, you would have to do it in like two minutes and everyone else would have to take an hour. And that would have to happen like every single time. And you might still lose. Yep. <laughs> like You're not wrong. That's how bad you're performing on the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I wish Anissa well. I like her. Um, I like having her on the show. She, she just, I, I just don't see her winning. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know, Nani's on the show again. Speaking um, of people, I don't see winning. Yep. Uh, it just, it's kind of that, like, it's just that. It's that personality, like people who are, you got to have that killer uh, Killer drive. (laughs) Yeah, right. You got to have that drive to do it. And if you don't have the drive, like it is possible to get to the final without that drive. You cannot win the final without that drive. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, like, what are some of the other potential, like, teams that have a really good shot of winning, you know? Like, um, we assuming Wes and Natalie stay together, that's still a strong team. Um, mm-hmm. Casey and Leroy is a pretty strong team, although I think they're going to be in trouble with anything puzzle-related. Um, Corey and Tori is a pretty good all-around team. Uh, and Tori doesn't Tori doesn't have Jordan there to drive her fucking crazy. Um Nelson's with one of the new people. Uh Amber M. I don't know who that is. There's Amber B and Amber M. Amber M is the uh, Amber B is the one with Darrell. Hmm. Um, nice to see Darrell back. Yeah, yeah. Darrell's one of those people, it's like he's barely aging. Like he looks the same as he did 20 years ago. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Uh yeah, he's I mean, the- you know, like Kyle and Nani, that just sounds like a team doomed for failure. Yeah, yeah they're not getting far. As much as I, I enjoy They might hang around, but they're not gonna win anything. Because I like Kyle. Like he's he's hysterical. Yeah. And I well, do enjoy Nani, but Well, that's the thing. So on paper they shouldn't get far they probably will go fairly deep into the season people like having them around right and people like having them around and they're a layup team you want them um, you want them around later in the season you know who could be a sneaky good team that might surprise people is nicole and devon because nicole kind of brings that physical aspect where the other women aren't going to be chomping at the bit to go against to go against her, you know. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, Devin's he can do the puzzle stuff, so that'll kind of be interesting how that all works out. And this is, you know, obviously, I'm sure people are going to be switching teams around and everything. So this is just what we know right now. Right. Well, I do hope people actually do switch things around. Like, you go back yeah. to like. War of the Worlds, was it War of the Worlds 2, when they could switch sides? Like, oh, there was almost no switching, but there was quite a bit near the end. But people don't want to burn bridges, so that's why they don't generally do that. 
Well, you need to give them incentives to do it. And, you know, well, if you're fessy and you're partnered with Anissa, you've got incentive. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you're only dealing with pairs. You're not dealing with full teams. So, you know, right. The, you're not pissing the, off as many people. Right. The other thing I wanted to call it from the pre episode that I just thought was funny, and Erica called it out when we were watching it, is how they very clearly um, had uh, Tori come up to do uh, an interview of what's his name? Leo? Leo Rush. Oh, yeah. I know. To get him to talk. Yeah, it was very obviously like a producer went up and Tori, go over there and talk to the poor guy. Here's some questions to ask him. He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, one other thing I noticed that was seemed to me to be some shoddy editing was one of the times they cut into Nicole for an interview, her arm was in a sling. I thought that yes. too. Yes. So I don't know how injured she is, but like, is that going to be that she's out of there at some point? And you would have to think if they're only talking about early episodes in those interviews, that's probably something that's going to happen within like, you know, two or three episodes or something. You would think. But if your arm's in a sling, you're (laughs) probably pretty hurt. One would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm stoked for the season. I'm interested to. It's not one of those where you watch it and you're kind of like, I, I, I'm interested to see what the twist ultimately is, or not the twist, just the the rules of the game ultimately are. Because I mean, we're only on the first. And, and will there be some sort of twist later? Right. I hope there's not. I'm really not a fan of the mid-season twist. I think it just kind of fucks with everything and not in a good way. Um. But, um, and I, I just hope that, like, CT stays around. Basically, I, I haven't really been about him leaving as early as he has the last couple seasons. And then that yeah. one where it was the U.S. versus the U.K., he just, he, he was very, like, sideliney, And, I mean, he redeemed himself in the end, but it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I just think it I just think it always feels bad when the vets the vets especially the people you really are like the interesting characters on the show the people you like um get sent home like in the first few episodes it just ends up making the season feel a little bit less than cuz you want to see like to me if you're going to cement like a rookie like I don't I don't know if whoever wins the final someone who hasn't done it before you want to see them beat somebody, even if it's somebody who's old. You want to see them beat somebody. You don't want to see, like, you know, Tori get her first challenge win and it's against a bunch of rookies. You know, it just doesn't mean as much. Right, right. You want it to be against, like, seasoned veterans who have been there for a while. I think that's the problem I have with, like, like I said, I respect the move Cam trying to get in there and, like, run the game but you've only been there five seasons you really haven't done anything you haven't won i I don't like this like vet like energy that they come in with you know and it's not like they should like be all timid and whatever it just it's like 
you haven't done anything. You haven't cemented yeah. your your challenge legacy yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you come in and talking like you're, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, fucking Johnny Bananas, and it just kind of gets on my nerves, which is stupid, but. And then if Johnny Bananas were to come in and talk some shit, Cam would get all fucking offended. Like, who are you to talk to me like that? Right, exactly. Challenge 45 times, bitch. Right. I'm, That's I'm, why I'm talking to you like this. I am the god of the challenge. And that, that is just the way that it's going to be. Um, but no, I think you've got some solid rookies this year. I'm interested to see how they perform. And yeah, it'll just be nice to have something to fucking watch. <laughs> Yeah, something new. Uh, something new. One of and the look like stuff like that. That's those are shows you can actually do safely because all you got to do is lock people in a hotel room for like two or three weeks, mm -hmm. and then bring them into the house. Right, and as long as nobody goes gets uh, froggy and goes off the reservation. Right, and did you notice like they're the parties they're doing are in the house? Mm -hmm. um, oh, and can we talk about how there was a party? Like, and people looked like they were having a good time, and it wasn't just a fucking miserable show. <laughs> like, I missed that. No, definitely. Okay, by the way, I wonder if they've figured out that I think for them it must cost less to build quote unquote houses for the show to be in rather than renting out some gigantic fucking villa, right? Because that place they're in, that is clearly something that was built for this show. Like, that is wow. not a home. And if that's the case, it'd be interesting to see if they end up using it again. Maybe. You know, because if you've purpose-built, like, this is the challenge house... You know, why Why not? But, but you know what I mean? Like, when they pulled up on that and they were doing the overhead shots and everything, I'm like, they built this. Like, it no one like no one constructs a house like this. Yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. Definitely. But what I'm saying is I don't think you're going to build a place like that that is so purpose-built and not use it again. And who knows? Maybe yeah. it's cheaper to film in Iceland. Because well, they're I... in Iceland or are they in Greenland? No, they're in Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. I just I just always assume that they always went international because of liability. Uh, and most other countries are like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. You can sign your life away. Well, and you can and you can probably get like cheaper, you know, non-union labor to do all like the rigging and stuff like that. It's yeah. actually amazing no one's died yet. <laughs> you know, for sure, for sure. Oh um, God! Well, I mean, I think it started good as long as you know the the rule set that we'll find we'll get more details on next week doesn't uh, do anything stupid. I'm excited for the season. Um, I am intrigued to see where things go, and it is something to watch. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Same. Big same. I'm do not mad. Ashley's gone. <laughs> it is funny well this that's what the thing right like when you when you paint the target on your back by stealing a bunch of money and you've won multiple times people are going to be coming for you mm -hmm. and it's not like she's particularly easy to get along with well and i mean again 
I, I respected the move. It's like, we want new winners. So, okay, there's two challenge uh, uh, winners here. Throw them out. Throw them against each other. What's the harm? I mean, if they come back, they're going to be fucking furious and be gunning for you. But as long as you're prepared for that, you know, because yeah. there's not a ton of like, you know, the the old guard there anymore. You know, from like when CT and Wes and Darrell work and Anissa were coming up. It's a lot of those kind of those middling, those mid-tier people now. Yeah. So you don't have the safety net there. So you do actually have to go in and prove that you're, you're deserving of your spot. Well, and we need, we really need somebody of like the Corey generation to step up to be a really strong player to carry, to start carrying the show. They've been trying to make Corey one of the stars of the show for what feels like an eternity. Yes. <laughs> They've been trying so hard. And that's why it's so funny when I have like, I have the conversations with people and they're like, it's a reality TV show. The whole thing's set up. It's all scripted. It's like, dude, they were certainly massaging situations. But if the whole thing was scripted, Corey would have won the fucking challenge by now. They clearly want him to be one of the stars. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Someone like Tori, Tori would have won by now if the show was scripted. Well, she would have won last season because that would have been like that. That's what the story, what the story yeah. made sense. You know, exactly. Her and Jordan would have won at the end. It would have been like her, Jordan, CT, and um, what's his face? Uh, Rogan. Yeah, Rogan. That's that was two not seasons ago. But... Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's... Rogan's not there either. Rogan's no, um, he needed no, no, uh, his his boyfriend. What's his name? Joss. Joss. No D. Thank God. But I mean, she wasn't. Well, oh, she was. Right? Yeah, they xed her yeah. off for now. Who was the other one? Ninja? Oh, oh God. Thank, thank God. God. Yeah. Thank oh. God. So speaking of turn the channel heat. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Fuck, that was, dude. It wasn't last year. It was the year before, or the season before. It was just like, until the end, it was a brutal fucking slog. It was unbearable. It, it was, was so depressing. Like, like, you guys got to give me a reason to watch, like, continue with the season, because holy shit. That's the yeah. I mean, so far it doesn't feel like it's going to be that sort of season. You know, no Cara Maria, no Polly. Like they 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 have the usual people on there to you know stick the knife in and twist it and stir shit up and everything. But there's not like the people around who just drag the whole place down. The moaners, yeah, the moaners and the complainers. You don't have a lot of them this uh, this season, and that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, do we want to talk about anything else? I have one other topic to discuss um, that came in actually while we were recording today. Breaking news. Uh, this is breaking news. Breaking news. Can I guess it? Can I guess it? Yes. The Cleveland Indians are dropping the Indians from their name. You got it. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Yep. That's shocking. 
So yeah, uh, what, you know I mean, how I you know they, how I know that because they, I secretly am the owner of the Cleveland Indians, and I just made that decision. <laughs> are they just going to be the Cleveland baseball team, or are they picking another team? <laughs> I don't know. The Clevelanders, the Cleveland Clevelanders. Can we can we just have everything is just the city baseball team or the city football team? Honestly, I'm kind of into that. <laughs> <laughs> But then we'd have to get rid of the Seattle Kraken, and that's kind of the greatest like team name of all time. So, and that would be sad. That would depress me. In some ways, I can't believe they've held on for so long. I know they, um, you know, claim it's not a reference to Native Americans directly, but I can't believe the Blackhawks have held on for this long. Like, well, and I... they are not, and they are not moving on that. By the way. I think the more teams that you see move, I don't think they're going to ultimately have a choice, but um, you need to at least maybe adjust the logo, but I mean, I don't know. I, I see it's it. It's not yeah. as bad as, you know, the, the Washington football team with their slur, but it's, uh, yeah, it's still not great. I see their, I, I see, I do see their side of it that, it's, you know, their claim that it wasn't named after Native Americans and it was really named after like a battalion in the army or something like that. But, you know, yeah, you still made the logo at an Indian head. So. Right, exactly. So it's like, yeah. and I know I know they treat it with like a lot of positivity, but I don't know. Because you don't really hear. Well, and again, I think a lot of the, the chatter around it has been taken up by that fucking asshole out of Washington, but, and it was shocking when they finally decided to, to let that go, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you don't really hear, you really hear very minimal talk of the Blackhawks, like people trying to put pressure on them to change the name, In whereas to your point, sure, yeah, there was a lot of pressure on the Redskins in particular and the Indians. Now that might be just because football and baseball are much bigger than hockey. Well, and I mean, Washington, that, that, that was a slur. Your team is named a slur. Maybe, maybe let's not have your team be a slur. Maybe that, that would be better. You know, it might help. And the guy, what's Dana Snyder. Is that the fucker's name? Yeah, Dan. Like such Dan a Snyder, yeah. Dan Snyder was such a fucking such a, about such it. An asshole. That yeah. was just like, come on, man. Like, well, and I know, know mega rich people hate being told what to do. They really like, hate it. And I know the Indians dropped. Was it? Uh, what was the character? They dropped the logo. Yeah, they had dropped the logo like either last year or the year before. I want to say it was even like before they they played the Cubs in the the World Series. I'm not sure. Because they've had just the C as the logo for a while, I want to say. Um, though you still have the fans who are, you know, the very white white fans who like to, um, yeah. But So with the Redskins and Indians now having given up on these names, is are there any other ones that, like, rise to this level other than the Blackhawks? What's left? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to think, but nothing's coming top of mind. Yeah, 
you know the other thing the other thing like the blackhawks hold on to is they've always claimed like there's some local tribe that has given them permission to use the name or something like that right yeah that's like when johnny depp was in the fucking uh uh the lone ranger movie and he's like i'm 132nd cherokee or whatever the <laughs> fuck it's like okay yeah all right whatever whatever helps you sleep at night babe maybe i'm just trying breaks. to think are there any others i can't think of any off the top of my head uh you know, i'm looking at a list here uh the seahawks what really I'm Yes, I don't know. Um, the Braves. But if it is, that's not well. The Braves, maybe. The Chiefs. Um, oh, the Chiefs. Yeah, but is that like, is that racist? That's not as. I don't think that's as bad as you know. Uh, the Washington team, but I don't know. That's the other thing. You know, I I am a horrible middle aged white lady, so. Yeah, um, there might I mean, not be. Like, there's, well, a, there's a bunch of college teams. I, you know, there's the Braves, but it's like, is that? That's more of like a positive connotation, right? Like, I guess I really I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, kinda, it's just. The the ones you the one you always heard about was the Washington football team. That was the the bad one yeah. that you really heard a lot about. Well, yeah. that was just a straight up slur. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's but you know, but you know how these things go when like one thing gets knocked off, now something else moves to the top of the list. Whoa. Oh my God! Let's talk about my favorite thing recently. Oh sure. Speaking of things like this, what do you got? For some reason. Twitch decided that they're not going to let people use the tag anymore blind run, blind playthrough to describe when someone is first playing through a game. Bob told me about this uh because last it's week. because it's offensive to blind people. But it's kinda not. <laughs> no, not at all. Right? It's not derogatory. You know words can mean more than one thing. It's, it's, yeah, like that's, that doesn't, I didn't understand that one. That just kind of sounds like they were trying to get out ahead of something that nobody was doing. I don't think, I don't think it's even that. I told Bob, I have a theory. My theory is there's someone at Twitch whose job is to come up with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And they felt they needed to justify their job, so it's like, oh, you know what, <laughs> you know what, this blind a... playthrough. This that's is... offensive. Yeah, you don't understand. Like this is this is a problem. Oh, that's I'm funny. telling you, I guarantee it. This is. I'm telling you, that's exactly what it is. Because even when this happened, no one could find like any blind people that gave a shit about this. <laughs> Like it was just because like not... a total nothing. Yeah, it's a nothing burger. So it's just like, uh, what? It's like, what are what else are we gonna get rid of? Double blind. blind. People were like, people were like, uh, Ori or what was it like, Ori in the blind forest or whatever. Well, we gotta change that name. 
Just very, very weird. Oop, boop, 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 boop. Ah! Sorry. Sorry, guys. Hey, I've got one last thing that I think is fantastic. Fantastic. So I, I, I found this post about um, double agents rookie Amber Martinez. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess at some point she met Ninja Natalie and then got into a Twitter battle with Ninja. As you would when fact. you're trying to get on a show. Uh, <laughs> and she posted to Twitter um I saw Ninja, Ninja came to my job. This bitch is brolic as fuck. What? What does that mean? I'm going to explain what that means in a second, but I'll read the next paragraph here. Ninja didn't know what the word brolic meant. She thought I was calling her bro-like, I guess like a lesbian or something. No girl, brolic, I'm from New York. That means you're like buff, you know? So then I okay. had to search the word brolic. Oh. <laughs> I just looked that up too. <laughs> oh boy. What happens when you look it up? <laughs> what is that? Oh my God. There you really? go. Yeah, that's, that's, wow. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners who can't see what we're talking about, uh, brolic is. Uh, derived from Broly frame. <laughs> oh my god. How did this even become a thing? I don't know. And I, I like to think I'm fairly plugged in to a lot of the nerd bullshit, and I've never heard that one. The yeah. fitness term originates in the Dragon Ball Z fandom. <laughs> That's fucking funny. That's outstanding. But to be fair, if someone was like, oh, dude, you're brolic, I'd be like, what? What What did you just call me? You bitch. Yeah, right? There'd be an issue, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Good times. All right. (laughs) Fun times. Indeed. Hopefully... Hopefully we've got a, I think we got a pretty good solution here and um, we'll have to see how it is on the recording, of course. And uh, maybe we can actually get back to our regular schedule now. Well, and especially if we do it a little later, that's definitely uh, easier for us. So, um, but yeah, it was nice to do. Like it's been fucking forever since we've been able to sit down and do it. So I was just telling mm-hmm. Bob, I would like to get into a more, you know, uh, uh, a schedule again would be nice. Especially yeah, so, now that stuff's starting to kind of happen again, you know? Mm-hmm. So hopefully um, two weeks from now, there will be another one. We'll see what happens. We'll have two episodes of the challenge to talk about, so. That's right. That's more than enough to do three hours right there. Sorry, Dong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note, it was good to be back, and 
Hug me, hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>